My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most, because that's what I've been trying to do for the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that our government is shady, but every time I do, my family thinks I'm crazy. Like, oh, here we go, Mark. Off again with your... Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, it's like therapy, you know? If I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. Yeah. So who are we talking about today, Matt? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. I'm your host, Mark Palmer, and on today's show, we spoke with a man who is a psychic, a reader, and a baker. And we got into a lot of very interesting stuff in this excellent conversation with Timothy Hamra. So enjoy this episode of the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Thanks for being here, folks. And remember, you get all the content a week early on our Patreon, and you also get bonus content. We have the Synchromystic Exploration of the ever-expanding now we have our library of the mystagogue a new series where i recommend books to you guys and tell you why i think you might enjoy reading them it's a nice way for you to get a synopsis from someone you trust if you want to share your opinions about the show share your thoughts suggestions maybe you have a guest you'd like to see on the show go over to podinbox.com mftic or go to patreon.com mftic send me a message thank you for listening folks and enjoy this conversation with timothy hamra ladies and gentlemen welcome to the my family thinks i'm crazy podcast i'm your host mark palmer and on today's show we are joined by someone who i got in touch with via the cyberspace a person who has a lot of wisdom to share with us over this cyberspace about the ethereal and astral space, a place that him and I both, I think, partake in in many different ways. So without further ado, Timothy Hamra, welcome to the show, my friend. Tell us where we can find your show and your your work and, and everything that the oh, listeners um, should follow up with you on. What? Yeah, at this moment, I don't have a podcast, but I am on stereo. I think it's... I'll have to send you what it is, but I can't remember. But that's like kind of how I started my podcasting is on stereo, just like talking to strangers, doing readings on there. And basically I just, just save my conversations and post it if they consent to do it. But yeah, but uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram. I am the Akashic Hamra Tarot. I uh, schedule readings on there. I have my uh, website link on there as well. Also on uh, TikTok, I do some, you know, spiritual videos like i just gave my two cents on you know the energetic you know how do you say forecast of the world for that day 
I usually try to keep it with that, but basically I'm mostly uh, on social media like uh, Instagram. So definitely find me there. Beautiful. Yeah, I think I, I yes. saw a couple reels the other day that you did. Yeah, <laughs> reels or whatever. I don't know what they're called on yeah, Instagram yeah, yeah. now. There's so many new and, things. Um, but Yeah, totally. And I, I also bake as well. Yes, <laughs> Is yes. it okay if I plug that? Yes, yeah. go ahead. Uh, my, <laughs> my baking account Instagram is uh, Lucky Bear Cakes. And that's where I post all my sweets and treats on a different side of me so baker by day mystic by night is my little slogan so i know (laughs) wow and the two me i think synchronistically you know i worked at a bakery for a while not quite uh the confectionery like sweets and stuff but they made european pastries and sort of artisan bread so very interesting how the two worlds meet in yeah. multiple ways. Well, two worlds collide. Nice. Speaking of of this world, when did you enter into this sense of mysticism, and what kind of brought that into your awareness? Was it a young age? Oh, Was man. it recently? What? When did this start for you? I would say really young age. Uh, before I can remember, I just remember just it's like the strangest thing, but I would constantly tell my mom that I feel like I'm watching a TV show of my life. Like I like leave my body and watch it from a distance. And she just said, Oh, you're just have a wild imagination, you know, whatever. But it just kept on happening. And then it slowly kind of like, just let it go. Like, Oh, that's not normal. Just let me let it go. I always been like seeing things, seeing shadow people. It was, of course, as a child, it was like really scary, but I would say when I really got into it was probably during like, you know, the pandemic being shut down. I just really honed my gifts. I had nothing else to do except do that. And of course, there's a lot of stories of people like being at home all the time and like a lot of activity starts up. I feel like that was for me. Like I just was pushed to do this. And so I was like, you know what? I'll take this as, you know, as a sign for my guy just to keep it going. And so now I'm just pushing my energy into being like a mystical mediumship tarot card kind of dude right on wow so <laughs> do you think that that the the isolation of the pandemic brought this sort of uh solitude that facilitated that mysticism because i i mean oh, yes that's that sounds very true to what many people experience when they uh-huh. go out into the woods or they go up on a mountain but you know, they kind of forced us all into solitude this you know 2020 through 2021 and uh, mm-hmm. wow, that's really cool to hear that you you made that a constructive time rather than a destructive time. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people who you know can't say that about their time spent you know at home and and whatnot. So, what what gravitated towards you, you know, that towards you? Because you, you mentioned having you know kind of early childhood experiences. Was there something mm-hmm. that reminded you in particular of your your like latent abilities? Well, I kind of say in my whole life I was a little. I guess not like off, but I always knew it was there, but I kind of just like, it was kind of behind me in a way. Mm. Like I didn't really, wasn't open to it as much, but I always had like these like type of uh, synchronicities or this like time in my life where it's like, it would always tell me you got to do this. And I was like, no, I'm doing baking, you know, I'm doing this. No, I had no time for that. But yeah, I feel like last year was just like, you know what? You're not baking no more. Just focus on this. So definitely, I felt like I was kind of shoved into it. 
but yeah, I always had like this weird thing always happening. Like strangers come up to me and like, just tell me like weird things. They'll give me like strangers will give me crystals or they'll tell me that, you know, you're not on the right path. Like just strangers come up to me. It's like, I don't know what you mean. Especially if you don't know what they mean at that time, then probably a year later, it's like, now I understand what they're talking about. Mm. I wasn't on the right path. And you were open or, or receptive to, to those messages, right? Do you think that that's part of, part of it for you? Like it doesn't matter who might have the message, but you're aware that like this kind of thing happens to you where people just show up like, Hey, you're not on the right path. They might not be in the same context as you take it. Like maybe yeah. they were telling you something else, but you, the way you took it had a pretty, you know, pivotal change or caused a, an important yeah. change. Right. Yeah. I would say like, it was like a slow change. I basically just collected all these pieces throughout my life right. and just kind of smushed it together. And it's like, okay, Obviously, I meant to do this, so I'm gonna take the time right now and just do it. Because mm. I was just dragging my toes, like being a little child, like not not wanting to leave. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was being pulled by the spirit world, like constantly. Like you gotta do this, like being pushed, like you know, like not physically, but like you know, spiritually in my dreams, I through like visions and just seeing weird things that don't make no sense. So I definitely felt like you know them just shaking me to do it, and I was resisting it. I guess that's the way adults are resist, resisting it at first, but now I'm like totally accepting it. Yeah. And I definitely calmed down. I definitely calmed down a lot after I accepted it. They're like, they don't bother me <laughs> as much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you say spirits and you mentioned shadow people, how oh, yes. far, how far have those interactions gone? Have there ever been any, I mean, obviously when you're younger, things like that can be scary just because, but was there anything, you know, looking back that presented it, any danger to you or, or do you think it was ultimately uh, like part of this growth that you undergone? That's a good question. I would say probably, I think when I was 12, I would start seeing shadow people like crazy, like in my bedroom. I just see like, you know, like to me as a child, it looked like, you know, like the Grim Reaper was flying like on my bedroom ceiling. And I think they're trying to tell me like, cause I went blind in, in my left eye. And I wasn't sure if that was it because I started seeing it out of this eye too. I was like, well, that's not it. And probably during that process, they're trying to give me a sign to like, hey, you need to go to the doctor. And that's when I actually found out I had a tumor behind my, like basically on my pituitary gland, which is like you know, the all-seeing eye thing. So they basically had to remove it. And it was like kind of weird. Like they're kind of testing me to see how far I would go with that. Like it's kind of scary as a kid, like trying to make sense, trying to tell my parents, like, I don't think it's a medical thing. I think I'm just seeing things. Like I didn't feel no pain, but all of a sudden there was a tumor and it's like, well, I guess they were trying to tell me spiritually, Hey, you need to get this checked before it gets any worse. Mm. I was like still like really small, but they got it out. But I feel like that was the first thing, the first step. And after that, like it just gradually grew and probably the recent, I would say five years, it was like really, really rampant, especially when I moved to uh, Macon, Georgia, which is very historical. I lived in like this historical loft. I mean, as soon as we moved there, I just, I knew there was like energy and whatnot. And it started off like really dark to me, like more like demons, uh, very black and like red. And it was scared, like, you know, the living shit at me. Is it okay if I curse? Yeah, yeah, please. 
okay <laughs> this like scare scare the fuck out of me like I'll, i'm a grown man and it's like why is this happening out of all like out of nowhere after being you know like not happening for a long time then all of a sudden it's like ramped up and i feel like the energy whatever energy was there was kind of like manifesting into what it is now so my theory about shadow people is that they kind of initiate you in a way they like try to scare you then see if you still go with it. Cause some people, some people try to just block it out if they get scared. Mm. But me, I just kept on going. And eventually it was like little demon things to shadow people to more like orbs. And now I see like people. So I feel like it kind of like transitioned that way. Right. I, I hope that makes sense. A lot of people, yeah. Yeah. Some people don't like there like, was I don't a, what you mean by that. There was a sort of like process to it where like at, instead of running away, which would have closed off all the experiences, yes. as you slowly made your way through, you, you experienced them in like almost levels. Like you made it past the first level. Now you're ready for the second, the third, and the yeah, fourth. So exactly when you see the orbs, is it only in like a sort of non-ordinary consciousness as some might call it or do you think it, it, it happens like just when you're kind of like going about your normal everyday you know situations um let's see i would say it was more like during like the twilight stage when you were taking a nap in a way right. and all of a sudden i'll just like see things but now i kind of see them like kind of all the time like especially out, out of the corner of my eye i'll see like little like sparkles in a way and that, right. that to me that means that there's like a spirit around so if it's on like this side it's like more like earthbound than over here it's like more ethereal spirit there's so, definitely different colors like this side it's like more brown and like muddy well this side's like really sparkly there's like glitter in a way if you see like glitter dust that's kind of what it looks like to me but i would say definitely during a twilight stage during like sleep paralysis that's when i'll really see them They'll like be right in my face, but I don't really see them as much. They're more like actual figures in a way, like aliens or just weird creatures. Right. I see, which make no sense in my head. So I kind of went from orbs to that. They had kind of like transformed to like, okay, you're ready to see us in a way. So they're going to show me their physical. Mm. But now, does the so? Yeah. Does, does the interaction stop at like? The visual or is there like a, a sound a taste a oh, feeling yeah. like what other senses are because i know like seeing something but you know visceral uh, visceral experience like experiencing it sounds more true to what yes. you're you're kind of go like this if it scares you like there's got to be more than just the sight of it am i wrong am i off on that yes oh no i totally understand i definitely get sounds like like to me, because I don't really speak their language, because they speak mm. a different. They speak. They kind of the best ways are speaking like vibration. Okay. So I know they're good when the vibration's high. So it sounds just like this, like white static noise, but super super loud, where you feel like your ears gonna pop. Then if something like you know earthbound or negative will be more of like I'm like a really low vibration. Mm. So I usually just like in my mind, it's like cast those away because obviously they're no good for us. So I. I accept the more higher vibrations, but yeah, it's just, it's weird when I go into that, it's like my sound goes away. I don't hear nothing else around me, but except that vibration like that, you're in an airplane and your eyes, I'm sorry, your, eyes, your, your ears are about to like pop. Right. But I do speak to them, but I don't remember because I've tried talking to other people about it, like who are in this field as 
the same as me. And they said that you don't remember because you were kind of like semi unconscious and you're speaking a language. So I need to like learn how to kind of stay in both realms in a way when it happens. Cause I instantly just pull out when, when I start to like, you know, not accept it in a way. Right. Yeah. I I understand that feeling of like, yeah. you, you kind of like meet the threshold and there's an apprehension that happens when you become aware of it, where it's like, Oh, I can't go further into this. I got to go back to, cause you're comfortable in what maybe we can call ordinary consciousness. So when you, when yeah. you reach that state of non-ordinary for lack of a, a more precise term, it can be, you know, scary and cause you to turn around. I certainly have felt that way during certain psychedelic uh, experiences. Is is that at all a part of your experience? Do you, have you ever used any plant medicines to connect um, with that, or is it completely a sober sort of thing? Mostly sober. I've I would like to try psychedelics one day, but I did probably this summer. I did like uh, I forgot what it was, but my sister got me like fucked up like crazy. And I couldn't stay grounded. I tried to stay grounded so hard. I kept on like popping out and I didn't like that because I felt like I couldn't control myself. So I feel like that's going to happen again. It was just extremely uncomfortable for me. Like I was like trying to stay like literally holding on to my body. And it's like, they're like, I'll go down. And it's like, it was like kind of like back and forth. Like I was like, yo, yo. And I was like, I, I can't do this. So I try not to do any heavy stuff with that. But I, tr when I did that, I tried to like give her a reading, but no, I kept on zoning out, like going to different worlds. And our conversation kept on like cycling in a way, like going back in time, then coming back. It was, it was crazy. I didn't like it at all. I think my, I personally think that my guide was like, you know what, you don't do this stuff. So I'm just going to, screw with you so you'll learn in a way <laughs> right yeah so let's get into that a little further because that intrigues me the concept of a guide i've used different words yeah. for that but you you call um it your guide is that similar to what i might call my higher self or a higher self or or is it a different yeah i would say your higher self is actually you like your physical self but I guess more enlightens and your ascended self in a way like I, i've actually met my higher self and it's totally different than my spirit guide. Okay. My spirit guide is, I, he's a native American, like a very androgynous looking dude, but he comes in like, he could look young and old. He kind of like shifts himself a lot. I, he always tells me that I have like a whole legion behind me, like basically a whole army of guides. And eventually I will ascend to that level where I can actually use them to do whatever, whatever that may come to the future. But trust me, I have met my higher self and that was pretty scary. That energy. I mean, I could tell you a story about that if you want. Please. Yeah. I'd love to hear about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It's insane. So I usually attend these online seances or like zoom and stuff. And the last one probably was in August I did. And sometimes I get like bored and I'll start just rocking in my chair and I'll kind of just like zone out. And I literally, walk out my room, walk out my door, go across the street into the woods, walk back. And when I did that, I brought something back, which was, was my higher self. And just like thinking about it is like giving me like goosebumps right now, but it was on like, like on my left side, 
So it was a part of me and it literally felt like, like I was standing next to like the tallest building in the world. Like that, and just like being next to it and just feeling that energy literally like my stomach like flipped, like it was the craziest feeling. And I, after that, I went for like a reading with some friends who do like we change readings and said, yeah, that was your higher self. I was like, that makes sense. Cause I walked out and walked in by myself, but something else was with me. So obviously when I left my body, I brought it back somehow, but it was weird. Like I was like, when I walked out, it, I was walking like gently, but I'm walking back. I was like stomping. I could, I could still hear it in my head. I could still feel the stomping like, dun, 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 dun. and I sat down and I just I felt this like, you know, electricity through my body. Once I like grounded myself and I started to open my eyes, it was like, I could see it like kind of like through my side vision. Like it was like really tall, dark. It was like dark. I was just like super, super tall. I was like, shit. Was like if I could ascend to that, that would be just the most amazing thing. Cause that power, it just made me just want to like curl up in the ball. I was like, Ooh, it was so strong and big. So I feel like all of us can do that. You can do that practice, you know, just walk, walking out, like visualize yourself walking out, visualize yourself looking out your window in, into your room. And then you can actually see who is in the room with you. You could see shadow people. You can, you might see yourself as a different looking person or people around you. So yeah, that's definitely good uh, meditation practice wow. yeah, for I, mediumship. I, that's the first time I've heard that. And I love that. I, I'm kind of trying to do it right now, but the, the idea of like looking through your room window at yourself yeah, and you would or see something. Yeah. And you would see something outside of what you're, because me, I mean, as far as I go in all this stuff and I love this stuff, I, I'm like not the most adept at experiencing. Like I've only experienced yeah. a certain level of, of metaphysical or, you know, otherworldly types of things. And most of them have been thanks to plant, can't, uh, you know, plant medicine. And, uh, and the fact that you said you're, you're mostly sober, I think that might be part of why I might be inhibited is because there's this, you know, blockage somehow and i need to yeah. to clear out my instrument so to speak but that's really interesting i like that visualization tool to connect with yourself but also to really like have another like a bird's eye view almost or of mm -hmm. your actual surroundings you know beyond the yeah. visual side of things yes and it is hard to like just to hold it there because you're trying to hold that vibration why I'm still here, I'm still looking at myself through the window or I could be looking inside your studio. If, if, I, if I can envision a window in your studio and I could probably see, and I could probably see, it's kind of like remote viewing, but not in a way. It's not that complicated. It's more like, I guess, psychic in a way, like kind yeah. of using a part of you to leave, like a piece of you. But you have to make sure you call it back Otherwise, it will stay there and you might get a little sick if you don't, you know, reclaim your energy. So I highly recommend that. If you're going to practice that, just make sure you reclaim your, your energy that went out. Right. Is, would that maybe be the, the mental body or emotional body or spiritual body that you ask to leave and come back? Yeah, I, I would say that. Yes, yeah, by like, like astral, astral projection in a way. Yeah. 
but I would say it's, I won't say it's as like crazy where you're traveling the world. It's more like just going outside or it's kind of like using your mind to envision what your studio looks like. And they're like, is there a window? Is there a table with a, co- a coffee cup on it? Like stuff like that. You kind of, you can visualize it. And then all of a sudden it will kind of like change itself into what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. So you can definitely practice. I'm trying to like <laughs> make, make it seem like how, talk how it makes sense. Like, okay, let's say I want to envision your desk that you're working at. I could envision what a desk look, looks like in my head okay, there's a computer there, there's probably books there, there's, you know, a pen and a pad. But then all of a sudden, like, there'll more stuff, more details will show up that will be actually what's there right? physically. Yeah, so you kind of, like, build it, like, little building blocks until actually what it is. Well, there's definitely a pen on my desk, so yeah. <laughs> you nailed yeah, that one. Like, <laughs> and the computer. I guess, like, uh, cold reading, like people call it. I, mm. called. I think it's cold reading where people is, like, grab stuff that makes sense to everyone now i i want to ask this had you received a reading yourself before you uh gave your first reading or did you come to it intuitively knowing like i'm i'm a reader i'm going to read for other people and this is what i'm learning because i feel like i've approached it the opposite way where like i've gotten a couple readings and that's helped me out, but I've never uh, really tried to do the other side of it where I read for someone else. Well, yeah, I definitely had to get readings because to me, I was really unsure. Like to me, like in my head before this, before I knew what was like real in a way, I always thought like, oh, Hollywood, it's all spooky ghosts and demons, but it's not like that at all. It's like really plain in a way. People think it's, difficult that you need to like you know go into a cave and meditate for like hours but no you don't really do you can do that if you want to that's not gonna do nothing for you but me i went to a few like psychics or actually had people like psychic psychics come to me and say you know you need to you're psychic you need to like you know tap into that hone it more and it's like my head is like i don't know what to do you know blah 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 so eventually this started a class online and that really helped me a lot like during like the quarantine that definitely helped me like honing it. But I didn't really know I was to be honest. People kind of telling me like, yeah, you're, you're, you're a medium. You see dead people, you talk to them. I was like, no, I don't like, you just don't remember it. You like block it off. You do, but you you just don't remember it. I was like, I guess that would make sense. But like you could say that to anyone, but yeah, after I accepted it, definitely that's when I started to exchange reading, especially online. That's what we do. We kind of like do like a psychic circle where we just go around circles and exchange readings. I definitely built up my like courage. How do you say like putting my ego aside and just let my truth come out and like, use my voice. I definitely had a, sh- a throat chakra issue where I definitely held stuff back. That's, that's probably the most important thing I had to go through is that because I always felt like I was speaking lies or wasn't being truthful with my readings. So it really depends on who you are. If a chakra is out of balance, that would definitely like not be good for a reading. But I would say like 50, 50 in a way, like I was reading people without even knowing it in a way. Like I would just talk to people at work and be like, Oh, so how's your mom? And 
we'll just start talking and I'll suddenly be like, how'd you know this? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like something was like come to my head in a way. And like, I don't, didn't realize I was reading people, but I was just having conversations. Yeah. Well, yeah, like definitely. <laughs> that sounds like, to, that, like, that sounds like it. you've had some, <laughs> some skepticism. Like people thought you were like, like knowing more than you should know. And like, you're just innocent, yeah. like psychically reading from them. And then they're like, is Timothy spying on me? Like, that's what it sounds right. like, like you suggested there. But I, I, I really resonate with what you said about chakras because the first or second tarot card reader I had ever met and had a reading from also included within whatever I paid for that day. And she's actually been on my Patreon. I did a show with her a couple months ago. And she did this like chakra clearing, cleansing for my throat chakra. Funny enough, now I'm doing what I'm doing now. And, you know, that was years before I had uh, the jobs that I had, which helped me grow and utilize and, and really hone in. As you use that term, I love that term, hone in on the skills yes. that is communicating and connecting with your truth. Because I don't think you necessarily need to be as perceptive as a medium to connect with your truth, right? I mean, everyone can connect with their truth and, and express their voice, whether or not they're, they're taking that path. True. Very true. Yes. Yeah. And the whole honing thing, I hated hearing that. It's kind of like... <laughs> I would get it as myself, like being like a cake decorator. If someone came to me like, Oh, I'm, I want to be a cake decorator. Like, okay, you can, but you have to practice. Right. Be like, no, I want to know it right now. And then that's kind of how I was. I wanted, I wanted my third eye open. I want to open now, 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 now. Cause I was just, I just wanted to, you know, be that way. But no, no, it was definitely, it was definitely hard. I mean, Looking back at it now, it's like, yes, I went through like so much shit last year, but I feel like stuff is just speeding up so fast. I mean, all this synchronicity and this stuff coming into uh, flourishing, or say I said that right, it's been like so fast, like so fast paced now. It's like everything's like zoom, 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 zoom. Last year was like slow. It's like now I'm like doing readings already, like at like just like a local crystal shop, I'm doing that. It's just amazing. It's like I never thought I would see myself like this last year, like being on your podcast. I was like super excited about that. Like that blew my mind because I listened to you while I decorate cookies and stuff. Oh, thank so you. This is amazing. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure yeah, having you. Like, so weird. I appreciate that. But I totally, I love what you're saying because it, it's it's resonating uh, with what Tara and I have been sort of dealing and sorting through. It's like, you know, she wants to do this as well. She wants to find her voice and express herself. And, and I, yeah. and the way you said it, it's like, it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I support you if you want to decorate cakes too, but I didn't get here by accident, you know, like you worked hard yeah. to get to that. And, and I think, yeah, mm -hmm. th there's a certain amount of, of like, oh, I want, I want to do it now. And I try to tell her like, Hey, like, I know it seems like it all happened so fast for me, but I've been listening to podcasts for like four or five years before I even recorded myself you know so so it is awesome. it is you know a process and and yeah thanks for for kind of yeah. highlighting that i think that's important and and she's very perceptive you know and and we use tarot cards pretty frequently now like to start our day as a sort of gauge nice. for like you know the energy of the day do you do you do that mm -hmm. as well i kind of used to but i kind of stopped mm. i was like now we just kind of 
look for signs in a way like a lot of synchronistic signs i definitely i feel like that is my tarot card like seeing the same number knowing that i'm 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 on the right path in a way but i do like tarot readings for other people but for myself mm, not really Mm. i usually get like a message in in my mind in a way right but well and and to your point uh your earlier point about the quickening of the synchronicities we were just yeah. talking with Brandon Thomas earlier on his podcast about that exact same thing. And, and yeah, it's so, you know, odd to feel like, oh, wow, only a year or so ago, I was just a guy listening to podcasts. And now I'm meeting new people who listen to my podcast on our, and are like super psyched to like be talking to me. It's like a huge, like yeah. 180 from what I was doing a year ago. Like, episode you know 20 for me was huge i i interviewed the gray america show guys i've been listening to their podcast for you know a long time they inspired me a bunch and and it's just it's kind of surreal and and without you know going down the the podcasting road all the way i think the quickening like the amount of talking that goes on in public is very minimal these days, I think, with at least mm-hmm. where I live with the masks. And I think, like, to what we were bringing up before with the isolation is, like, that leaves room for more psychic energy, I think. Would you agree oh, with yeah, that? Because totally. there's yeah, less, like... I feel like you could connect with your, in, like, with your inner self in a way. Right, you right. You do a lot of healing. Well, and also yeah, so psych- many people are, like, their face is completely blocked off to you, so you don't even know what they're feeling or thinking. So it's kind of easy to exist in your own world. I, I, that's how I've been feeling like, cause like people with a mask on, it's like, they almost don't exist anymore. Like they don't like not, no offense to them, but when they're wearing a mask and I can only see their eyes, like I don't like connect with them the same way I would have in the past where like, you know, I used to have a hard time going to this grocery store because i used to work there so all my past co-workers would want to chat with me and be like hey mark how's it going and i would spend like an extra 40 minutes there and now i'm in and out like that you know no problem because everybody's masked up and everybody's got their eyes on what they're doing and and i kind of just you know i'm not masked up but i still i still just like sort my way through but i I think there is a certain psychic energy that's being uh facilitated yeah heightened oh yeah yeah i definitely feel well i obviously everyone has different opinions on what's going on but the thing i hate the most is like seeing kids with masks on i like yeah it just makes me want to cry it's just like smothering a child's face is like why and well and even like like the the psychological (sighs) implications of like how that's going to affect them for their whole life oh man (laughs) that's yeah, that's a tough subject. What's what's yes. good for, you know, what I've seen on the brighter side is there's a lot of push against masks from that side mm-hmm. of it because it's that extreme, like school boards, parents, like certain towns in our state of Connecticut have like unmask our kids, you know, and like call Governor yeah. Lamont and tell him how mad you are and all this stuff. And, and I, I'm for that. And I think that's really like inspiring to see parents standing up like that and not putting up with it and i've heard you know i'm not a parent but i've heard a lot of podcasters who have kids say like this past year they've been homeschooling their children which is Mm -hmm. like i think that's that's a positive no matter what if you if you if you homeschool your kids and you you show them how you see the world like 
I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's not going to work for every group of parents. It certainly would not have worked for my parents, but <laughs> but I think, you know, that's something I would probably like to do one day is is not, you know, when I have a kid, not put them off to the government schooling to, like, right? turn yeah. off their Te- psychic abilities. Teach them, yeah. teach them the, the ways of the world or send them to, like, an art school or something, you know, where the kid be right. themselves. Well, would you say that school hindered your connection with that other realm? Like, you know, being someone who's kind of intuitive, like you mentioned at the beginning, you said like, oh, that's not normal because you had those feelings of like, look, watching yourself like a movie. I remember feeling that same way with certain dreams when I was younger, Mm -hmm. but you kind of, when you express that and you share that and you get like the doubt and you get the, you know, condemnation from your peers you're like oh okay maybe i'll shut that ability down (laughs) is that something that that happened through school as well you think or um actually not because i feel like school is made for a like to distract us Mm. to like kind of take us out of that physical and really ground us to you know this earthly realm by doing like earthly things very mechanical Mm. in a way it definitely separates you from your spirit body you know, totally just like rips it apart in a way. But yeah, during that, I had, I don't recall anything, but definitely my childhood, it was really hard to remember. I, I, I've been told that I was like a walking at some time, like, uh, like a changeling. Yeah. Where I, it's like when your spirit like gives up and it's like, you know what, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah. I tap out like that type of energy. So yeah, I just remember being young, like being, a kid but i felt like that i was trapped in this kid's body but i was older like just like i felt like i was intelligent in a way but it was like weird it's really strange feeling that this being like you know 10 years old and being depressed it's like well what kind of kid is depressed when they're 10 years old i just had like these thoughts that only an older person would have and it's like really weird like I'm not sure what happened when I was a kid, but it's like really glimpsy, like little glimpse of childhood. Like I'll talk to my sister, my brothers and be like, Oh, I remember this. Like, no, not really. And there's so many pictures of me where I look like upset. Like I, n- I never smiled. It was like really weird, really strange. Yeah. I, so I, I felt like I kind of stepped out during that time. Like the spirit wasn't having it and they brought in some, some other <laughs> child. Yeah. So like it was a mistake or something. I didn't even see that coming. Okay, I get what you're saying now. So you're saying like there was a time where you you might have gone as a soul, as a spirit into another place. Somebody took your place and then you came back in with this higher degree of experience for someone. Because I have a very similar kind of feeling about when I was younger. I remember feeling like, oh, wow, why am I thinking about this stuff? And everybody else at my age is like obsessed with sports and like these things that don't seem like that challenging on a mental level. And I was just like constantly trying to challenge myself and getting bored from school because it was Mm -hmm. so, like you put, mechanical and earthly. But you're saying you eventually came back from that sort of and and now wow okay i like that i'd never heard it quite like that before but i i think that's something that 
I mean, it almost reminds me of the the missing time, not to get too religious, but the missing time in oh. Christ's life, you know, where he went mm-hmm. from like 16 to 30 or something and he just disappeared and went, you know, allegedly to India, allegedly to North America, South America, Africa, everywhere else and and like taught people or learned from people like that. What if we do that on an astral level? Right. Yeah, I don't totally believe that because I do have memories of being on a spacecraft when I was a toddler. Mm. Like I, I tell people this, like they believe in aliens, but I recall being on this spacecraft that was like very sterile, very white and basically a hallway full of like, you know, those glass coolers with the glass doors. Yeah. And I was full of like babies. I was just walking down a hall full of babies. And I just, I don't, and that's when I kind of, came back in a way yeah like Have maybe you, i was like a secret space person <laughs> yeah i was gonna and ask just, you have you heard any conspiracies yeah that they probably put the wrong spirit in me they probably put some grumpy old man because i was really like grumpy when i was a kid like i hated everything so maybe oh, there like, was the a certain, i want to do was sleep well, well maybe there was a certain amount of like apathy from that realization of being like yeah in a very heightened state of awareness and then coming back into the physical realm and being like, dude, I was just hanging out on spaceships with aliens who are trafficking babies. Like, I mean, that sounds conspiratorial as heck for a 10 year old. (laughs) It's crazy. Uh, Yeah. I'm not sure if you ever listened to journey to truth podcast. I'll have to put them on the list. No special. Was it state secret space program? Okay. And aliens that actually had a guest on there who actually described exactly what I saw. Like these little babies. Well, she saw it different, but it's like I see it babies in coolers, like, like incubators. Coolers. Was, yeah. And I was I was a toddler. I remember I was walking, so I was like of age, so like be able to walk. I was, and it's like it's like burned in my mind. Like literally, I it's, it won't go away. Yeah. But yeah, I was definitely that was definitely something that was crazy when I was listening to the episode and she had a drawing, she paints her visions. She had a painting. I was like, wow, that is ridiculous. It's basically kind of what I see, but a different concept. Yeah. Like hers wasn't so like sanitary. Hers was like little bubbles with babies all like, like on a wall or something. Now I was like, damn, I'm curious if the, so you mentioned previously, seeing orbs typically like in that space mm-hmm. between waking up and sleeping. Have you ever seen UFOs and are they at all con- in conjunction with those orbs? Cause I mean, we've interviewed Ryan Bledsoe and he talks a lot about both and how they're kind of connected. Yeah. I've never seen UFOs. No, but I definitely have communicated with aliens, but that's one of the things I don't remember. Right. Like I can't, it's like weird. Like I can't remember it, but I feel like they kind of, do like a screen over it like no you were talking uh, to your uncle like an you're talking about this it's like no no i wasn't <laughs> they're like they kind of like screen over it right. so i can't remember but i kind of i feel like my mind is so strong that it can push back it in front of it but it's the language is so different that it's just like noises and it yeah and just the way they look is just so like undescribable like I had one probably a few weeks ago that it, it was this like giant being, this like weird alien thing. I had no idea what it was, but it, as soon as I got into consciousness, it described, it kind of hit itself as like, like a tree. 
I was like, why is there a tree in the corner of my room? Then all of a sudden I was like, no, that's not a tree. That's <laughs> a monster. But I, my, my head was like, no, you're, it's a, it's, it's a tree, but, but it wasn't. And I was like, okay. So they kind of like hide behind things. Yeah. That's yeah. reminding it's, me it's of weird. No, it's not that weird, buddy. It's not that weird because I, my my one of my past co-hosts, Chris, a uh, good buddy of mine who lives down in Florida, he had a, he works at a zoo, and he had a, a woman call the zoo up to report a paranormal sighting, right? And the more like the 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 his coworkers were like, whatever, no big deal. But he, being my friend, was like. Hey, I gotta f- call this lady and find out what the heck she's talking about because I'm interested, and so is Mark. So we did like a Patreon episode about it. But why I bring that up is because he mentioned that the being that this woman saw in her backyard camouflage itself into the shape of a tree. So when you said that, I'm like, wow. maybe this woman is not aware that she is a medium and she's kind of like she's seeing other realm, other realms or other worldly things. And because mm-hmm. she hasn't made that connection, like, oh, I, I'm seeing something beyond. She's like freaking out and getting really scared, thinking it's it's like happening in her physical reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I feel like our our consciousness has to make up something so we understand. Right. It's like, oh, it looks like a tree, so it must be a tree. Justify it's it. so big and dark and, you know, scaly or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think you might have answered this question, but maybe not fully. I'm wondering, again... Has there any been a, ever any like dangerous interactions with these beings? Anything that you felt like, oh wow, I'm glad I avoided that, or or that didn't go as I thought it would, or anything that like would present itself in a dangerous way, or was it? Has this always been? Because my thought is that it, it's a it's a way of kind of like you said, toughening our psychic abilities. It's not that yeah. these beings are trying to harm us; it's that they're challenging yeah. us to grow. So have you ever yeah. had any like situations or brushes with danger while in uh, this realm? Probably in, in the beginning when I was being tested, when they're showing themselves as these cliche demons, like mm. hellhounds like that, that was scary, but they didn't harm me, but they're like literally like in my bed next to me, just grunting or screaming. Just the way they scream was very like, like I said, like low vibration. Right. And it was just, they kept on like changing themselves to like, what can we do to scare the shit out of him? <laughs> and they would like move stuff off the wall. Like I had paintings in my room and I literally like would, I would wake, I would open my eyes and a painting will like be over my head. But it's like floating. And all of a sudden it'd be like, boop, it'll be like be gone. I was like, why are they doing this? Like they're really like this rattling. And then it usually happens when I'm by myself. And this it's crazy. But last week, during my a mediumship class, as soon as I logged in, we're doing like these breathing exercises and instantly this like girl, this really grotesque, like this bloody, she was naked, like on an autopsy table. And I was like, why is she showing me this? And she was like getting up all like creepy. And I was like, okay, what the hell is going on? I was like literally like in my third eye, but on this side and I couldn't not get it go away. And she literally just like grabbed my heart and was like squeezing it. It was just insane. I died like that. Like I never felt anything like that. That's the most probably physical mm. I've had with like a, an entity. And I even like commanded my guides. I like, do something, but she would not like go. And she slowly like kind of not like attacked, but 
like attacked everyone in that group. Like everyone got like these symptoms on me. Like I got the, the worst stomach ache. Like I was literally in the bathroom like all night. I don't know what the hell she did with, to me, but literally she just like, she had no message. She just wanted to screw, screw with me. But I she chose me cause I guess the light was the brightest for me. And she just tried to like, okay, let's see what the hell I can do. Like I just had my guard down. I was open. I guess I didn't have enough protection for myself. And she just came in hard. It's like, it felt like just a hand on my heart, just like squeezing it. Like, no, it's like physical, but it's like weird. Like you just like feel it. Like kind of like when you're reading someone, you can feel their pain in a way like that. Now it like almost trying to tell me like heartbreak or right. she, she was angry or something like that. And she was just like shaking me. I was like, that was probably the most scariest. I was really like shaking and like shivering. It was so freaking cold. Yeah. It almost sounds yeah, to like, me like that, that these, you know, beings, if we can use that term that we're interacting mm -hmm. with aren't, malevolent in the sense that like like a lion needs to eat to kill like they're more yeah. like a pest in the sense of like if you don't show me the love and attention i am looking for i'm gonna hurt you in this way i can in the form of like a stomach ache or however they can yeah. malalign your sort of nervous system or su subtle energy bodies you know like it, it feels more like they're like lashing out for help rather than like trying mm -hmm. to harm yeah, then like me, like I could not get her off, and my God, it was like, Ooh, like I kept on seeing him, like subtle, like in the back, like I don't know, man, like putting his hands up, like, dude, huh. it's like she, 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 she's all you. You have to do this. Like yeah. I felt like he took that as an advantage, like to like test me even more in a way. But it was really fucked up. <laughs> do you think that like? And, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't... Oh no, this. It was just the most random thing. Like no one in the class has ever like gone through that before. Yeah. And it was just like pretty much like everyone was getting some side effects from it. Do you think that like, she could was have really, been, really strong? Could it have been like a particular person in the group that magnetized that situation to happen? Do you think it's like the place? It could be like I, I had been attacked before in groups mm. where they could do it like unknowingly. They could just somehow like think something that will happen like that's happened before like in my early stages where i would feel like i have like a hangover like instantly like i feel like i need to throw up like stuff like that like that you need to kind of like have like incense and crystals i wear like, a little uh, medicine bag to keep me you know like keep me here like gr not like grounded but in my physical so I won't float off yeah. <laughs> in a way. But I, definitely, I, it definitely takes a lot of practice. And it's definitely a learning lesson, like not to accept anyone, like be more specific when bringing in spirits. Because this one right. just came like, hey, be you know what I mean? Cautious. Raise hell. Yeah. I yeah. feel but like. You definitely protect yourself. I feel like there's an element of environment that's very important where like, as you just described, you have your crystals, you have your incense, you have a medicine bag. If you could, for the audience, maybe share some tips on how you cleanse your environment and how you maintain like that oh, yeah. protective energy around you. Yes, um, well, I definitely have my dragon's blood. This is like my go-to. This is basically what they use in churches. Like to, I'm not sure if you heard that rumor that they use dragon blood and incense no. after every ceremony to like 
ward off the evil spirits. It makes me wonder, wonder why, like, why are the evil spirits or spirits in that church anyway? When in the <laughs> church, but I would definitely look into that. That's a crazy conspiracy. I have my little hawk. Wow, little is an feather. understatement. That's a very yeah, beautiful. A, <laughs> yeah, I actually found this at the park, like literally in the field. Like it was there waiting for me in a way. Yes, yes. I basically just brush my energy every time I come home from work. I'll be like, <laughs> brush it off, use that sound. Just imagine energy coming off of you. I have my celestite crystal, beautiful. which is like my all around like psychic protection. It helps me kind of get visions and stuff. And especially, yeah, like I use sometimes essential oils. If I feel, if the energy feels a little weird, this is my little medicine bag. It's a tiny little thing. And this has a Moldavite crystal in it, like really small. That I use that like to manifest and keep me manifesting in a way, you know, and it has been working. So I highly recommend it. I love it. Yeah. You manifested yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's this awesome simple. conversation. I don't need to chant or nothing like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, I love that you mentioned uh, that your spirit guide is in all appearance, native American, because I think yeah. that fits in with something that I've kind of theorized. And this might not be true for everybody or, or anywhere you are, but we're both on the East coast. All three of us are on the East coast. And I think there's mm -hmm. a certain ancient energy here that just being oh, yeah. born here, you don't have to be a indigenous person at no matter what mm -hmm. race you are, genealogy, wherever you're from, if you're born here, there is an ancestor from this land that will come and guide you. If you, oh, if totally. you choose to, and I, and you're an example of that, man, I really appreciate some of the things you've shared with us here. It's really, really impactful. That. And definitely like, I feel like pretty much every kind of like, I guess every East, East side state, like the like East coast, I definitely feel like it does have a lot of Native American history. Like the, you know, like the trail trails of tears, mm. you know, when it came from California over here, cause they're in making, there are mounds that it's like called the resting mounds. And it's like 3 million years old. It's like, it's old, like ancient, wow. and you could climb on top and just lay there. And it's insane. It's the most like beautiful energy, but also like really sad. It makes you feel their pain in a way. And so when I go there, I say like, I'm sorry. I did, you know, sorry about what happened, but thank you for this beautiful land in a way. And I'll make sure I personally take care of it and I won't disrespect it to you. Wow. But I definitely try to go there and, you know, just, meditate in a way well, not like meditate but just kind of sit there yeah. but it's been too cold and rainy so i haven't gone there in a while but my guide is always pushing me like always putting in my mind like you need to go there like go today but it's, but it's raining now i can't it's like so what <laughs> just go yeah so but yeah do you have any tips for those who are trying to connect with their guide any way any like uh, a road to take because i know it, it's it's a very personal thing and it manifests for mm -hmm. people in different ways but do you have any tips maybe for those who want to connect with their guide i would definitely pay attention to dreams when a person seems like someone you don't know is there and they're always kind of showing up in a way or like me i had to meditate like a lot Cause I always knew I had a guide like all the time. Like I feel like everyone does. Like, I knew I had them. I thought I was like a family member, but it wasn't. I just had to meditate, meditate, meditate. until so eventually I saw like this native American dude and it was like really clear. 
And he kept on sh- saying his name. His name is uh, Shasha. He kept on saying Shasha, Shasha, like over and over, like chanting it. And I went to Google it. And I was like, okay, so it means, I think it means like, what does that mean? Oh, God, he's going to be so mad at me. I think it's like Red Foot or something like that, like Shasha. And it was actually a real tribe. Like there were Shashas like in Macon, Georgia. And he's telling me like, you're here for a reason because it is sacred lands. Like, this is why you're kind of like pushed here in a way, even though you may not like it here, but there's a reason why. And eventually I'll find out, but the whole like getting guides, I feel like they show themselves when you're ready in a way. If you're not ready, they're not going to show them because I hardly ever see them. I I can mostly feel them or kind of hear them in a way, but definitely if I really need them, like doing readings and something happens, like, okay, just like, you know, do something and I'll like kind of see them out of like the corner of my eyes in a way that's very subtle. But yeah, like some people will see, like they're always there with them. Like, like actually like an actual person. But me, it's like, I feel like my life is like too chaotic to actually have that happen to me. There's no way I could go to work and have, you know, my <laughs> guy following me around everywhere. But yeah, just, it's weird. Like, it just happened to me. Like, I just meditated on it. Actually, I'm not sure if you met Corey Sharman. Sharman? Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, from uh, Rogue, Rogue Ways. Yeah, she's the one who I talked to her about, like, uh, meditation. And she gave me a, 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 a throat chakra clearing. And when I was doing that, that's kind of when it happens. That's kind of when I met him. So I definitely, chakra work is probably the most important because you have to basically align your spirit self to meet another spirit in a way. It's nothing can really be really out of, out of whack. So that's probably my first recommendation is chakra work. Cause you have to work on yourself before you can like, you know, I guess help other people or see your guide. Hopefully that makes sense. I mean, I know I'm like, no, you're, you're, but no, you're making I, sense. <laughs> I feel like it's different for everyone. I really thought it was going to be something more like magical, like I'll be in the woods and he would pop out somewhere like, Hey, how you doing? But no, it was like just in my mind, I saw him. Right. Yeah. Very subtle and very, yeah, very well said, man. I, I think that you, you did you. do a great job of describing it. If anything, <laughs> I think it, it shows how important having faith in yourself and trusting yourself that, mm-hmm. that you are actually seeing what you're seeing or feeling what you're feeling. Yes. And like that's part of connecting with the guide, having that confidence to know that you are worthy of being guided and your life is important mm-hmm. and you do have a unique gift to offer yes. this world. And I, I think our guides can help us give more, give more of ourselves and, and make the mm-hmm. world in turn a better place. And, and unfortunately, so many people aren't on that wavelength that I think there's a lot of guides oh. looking for uh, <laughs> a new student. So if you're out there and you're like, why don't I have yeah. a guide? I, I don't think there's any lacking of guides. There, no. <laughs> If anything, or there's an abundance. you don't need one at that time, too. True. Maybe you're on the a, on a right track. And I feel like... I feel like if you do ask them sincerely, if you're having an issue with your life, I'm sure they will help. But sometimes you don't even notice. It could be a small little thing, like, you know, let's say, like, you're late to work and you'll ask them, please help me get to work on time and all the lights will be green, like something like that, like very subtle that people don't really see. Right. But also, like, always, I always, like, you know, not like pray to them, but I always, you know, acknowledge them in a way. 
even with my archangel, I, I acknowledge my archangel all the time. So definitely, you don't have to be religious to like believe in angels, but I definitely believe in them as like light, light beings, not with wings and stuff. Not like that, but it's more like energy. Right. Yeah. Angels. Definitely. Very interesting. Yeah. Have you have you had any sort of experiences with angels that stand out to you? Yes. Um I'm trying to think. Um probably well my archangel is Archangel uh, Jer- Jeremiah, which is like I think I always forget his meaning, but damn I'm horrible. I'm so unloyal. But yeah, he's kinda like the archangel of like psychic gifts. And also the Archangel, like Scorpio. So he's like kind of my signs, Archangel. So I definitely attached to him. And he's purple, like his purple light, which I love purple. So I feel like it was kind of like very synchronistic for me to like kind of honor him. Mm. But usually he comes to me in dreams, but I definitely have seen, I guess I'll say like him. I'm not really sure I want to, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But I definitely have seen them where they're like these rainbow orbs. Like, it's just, like, like, pulsating rainbows, like a prism. And I remember sleeping, and I woke up, and it was just above me. And it's literally, I saw it move. And it kind of just got smaller and smaller, and boop, and then disappeared. I was like, and then all of a sudden, I just saw, like, feathers, like, white feathers falling down. I was like, okay, it's definitely a sign from him. Or it could just be another angel, like a loved one on the other side, just give me a sign of this like peace and love. I never really saw him because I feel like if I did, it'll definitely be something really strong. Especially if, especially if it's an archangel, I can only imagine how that would be because they're supposed to be really intense. And I feel like I would just like probably go crazy <laughs> if I saw it. Yeah. Like I heard like stories, people seeing ar- archangels and it's, like, it's the most, beautiful but most terrifying thing ever yeah yeah so who knows maybe one day i will but i've definitely seen like signs from them but i haven't physically seen them right now you mentioned that you're a scorpio i imagine your Mm -hmm. birthday either just passed or is coming up which one's the case yes coming up it's november 19th right on all right yeah um, two weeks i guess full moon's (laughs) on that day too yeah a full moon, a really? Full moon? Yeah, I think so. so that'll be what? Uh oh. <laughs> does does awesome. astrology play into how you read when you do your readings? Not really. I I used to be into it. But I kind of just like, no, that's not for me. It's too much stuff. But I believe it totally because I I would feel that it would. But I don't let it kind of control my life. Like right. you know, like Mercury retrograde. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't own it i don't want to own it like why 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 would i want chaos in my life it's like no i don't believe that no 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 but i do like read my horoscopes and stuff and i feel like it can be a little cheesy like anyone can you know own it basically like any horoscope can be for any sign in a way in a way but i hear what you're saying yeah like I it's very subjective in a lot of ways yeah yeah but i can definitely pick up on energy like i'll say you're a Taurus. I definitely pick up on their characteristics and energy. Like, oh, are you a Taurus? Because you're like this and that. It's like, yeah, yeah, I am. I definitely use that a lot because I, I feel like because it's such a big energy, like globally, 
or like consciously for everyone, like a global consciousness that everyone kind of believes in it. So it kind of does exist in a way. Yeah. There's definitely a universal aspect to it for sure. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't use it in my practice or nothing. Have you ever experienced any dark forces during any of these experiences you've had? Yeah, I definitely have had that where I felt like I was being attacked in my dreams by like an unknown energy. And when I wake up, it'll kind of like be there in the corner, like lurking. But yeah, what I do, I just, I kind of cast the light in a way. And I say like, if you're not of the light, you're not welcome here. And if they are the light, they would present themselves. They have no, no, they have no other choice but to present themselves as what they are. And if they're not, then they have to go. And you can tell them like, present yourself to me. You're, you're in my space. You're in my world. So present yourself. Cause you have total control of them. They have, they can't harm you at all. They can't touch you. They can't, they, I don't think they could possess you. I don't really believe in that. Unless you actually open yourself up to that, like ask them to, but I'm sure they can. But I wouldn't recommend that. But yeah, you have total control over it. Like, don't be scared because fear will just make it stronger. Trust me, I have this closet over here that I can't, I'm not supposed to acknowledge it, but there was an entity in there. And every time I acknowledged it, it would just get stronger Mm. and like more powerful where it would, it was able to open the door. Like it'll be like all the time. Every time I do like a session or or meditating, the door would like slowly open. So I had to like go in there and cleanse it. I have a crystal in there. So I don't acknowledge it at all. I talk to it as a past thing. So I would suggest not acknowledge, acknowledging it. Maybe before you go to sleep, present a question like, you know, can you show me who you are? Cause it could be loved ones trying to connect with you. Cause they also come in as shadows cause your third eye isn't really fully open to see them as they are. So you kind of just, it's kind of like when you wake up in the morning and all you see is like shadows in a way, it's like that because your third eye isn't fully open. But if you actually, cause I feel like once you see shadow people, you're like all, all like you ultimately like think like, Oh no, it's evil. Like, cause yeah, I feel like in Hollywood it's portrayed that way. Yeah. You know, they want you to be scared of them. So you don't really know what your higher power is. You know, it's, it's, cause I've done remote viewing before and people can see you as a shadow like because they can't really see you in a way that it's just that you need to find that light in a way because we are born in darkness and we slowly <laughs> grow to the light like you said like yeah. a tree just spread your branches out yeah yeah well timothy <laughs> i i want to thank you i really appreciate the conversation we've had because You've, you've touched on a lot of things that are relevant to Tara and I's recent, you know, goings ons. And also uh, we get, we're both, we're both bakers in a way. So please yeah, like totally tell us yeah. where we can find all those really cool cakes and, and muffins and all the other things that you're baking over muffins, there. Yeah, right. No muffins. Well, oh, I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> now he hates oh, me no, guys. Well, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, a lucky bear cakes on Instagram. So cool. L U. C-K-Y, bear, B-E-A-R, cakes, C-A-K-E-S. Is there an an, um, is there animosity towards muffins? Are you like one of these bakers who's like, we only do cakes, muffins, anyone makes muffins oh, or posers? No. <laughs> I, I never made muffins before. Like me, I'm more like decorative things. I do birthday right. cakes, decorative right. cookies. You know those pretty cookies that you don't want to eat? That's what I specialize in. Like very artsy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've been doing that for like 20 years now and i actually 
just quit my job so I could pursue my mediumship. So, wow, okay, I'm on the fast track to that. I mean, that's been like nonstop for me. Like, yeah, yeah. So, tell us where we can my, sign up for a reading and and get in touch with you. Obviously, you have oh, social yeah, um, media you can plug and yeah. so people can follow you. No, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, so the Instagram is the um, Akashic. So A K A S H I C. Yeah, camera. H A M R A H Tarot, T A R O T, and that's uh, Instagram. And you could click the link for my website and you could schedule a reading there, or you could DM me if you want. If you DM me some news, that's fine. <laughs> I enjoy that as well. But yeah, I am totally open. And I would love to like talk again about like conspiracies because I've been on some psychic journeys where I've seen some shit and it's like, okay, everything's a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah right on yeah i definitely want to have you back on for like a conspiracy conversation i'm oh, sure man. we can figure something yeah, out because i had no one to talk to about it like my husband's like i'm not hearing that no 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 <laughs> you're a liar <laughs> it's like, so, no trust me i've seen it so then it's fair to say that your family thinks you're crazy too then yes <laughs> extremely crazy especially when it comes to like aliens and you know the government just lying to us constantly i mean how can you not see it now like yeah. yeah. So he doesn't <laughs> see off. he doesn't see it all at any of it. No, not really. Oh. Yeah, we what don't about, talk about that type of thing. What about the mediumship stuff, though? Is he? Oh yeah, yeah. He's totally for that. Like he he loves that because it makes me happy. So he's happy. But when it gets to conspiracies, because it can be very, you know, sad. It kind of brings you down a lot. Like oh my god, everything's a lie. They're trying to kill us all the time. <laughs> and it's like it can make you like upset. And so I just try to like have a balance. <laughs> mm. right. So yeah, I, I mean, I just love conspiracies. It's like very entertaining and I love listening to your podcast and oh, temple hat you. is just like <laughs> insane. Yeah. And this is the best, like decorating, you know, Mickey mouse cookies and learning about adren adrenochrome and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Well, Timothy, thank you so thank much. You so much thank Intero. you. Thank you. And thank uh you. and thank you for listening to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Enjoy the moment wherever you are in the now. <laughs>